Welcome to the Sideline Live podcast. Subscribe for more episodes and follow our social media at The Sideline Live. We'd love to hear from you. On this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Neptune and Irish underage star Dara O'Sullivan. Dara is currently on a basketball scholarship at Florida Tech University, where he is linked up with his dad's former coach, Billy Mibbs. A genuine and humble guy, Dara is a fantastic role model for younger players, and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Dara. Thanks a million for coming on the podcast. Me. Uh, we're going to chat a little bit about your career, but can you give a little bit of background into who you are and what you do? So I'm my name is Dara Sullivan. I'm from Cork, born and raised. I played with Neptune ever since I could, ever since I started playing, which was around 11 years old. I kind of got into it a little bit late, but ever since I did, I fell in love with it. And I've played with Neptune my whole life. Like I said, I've represented uh, represented Ireland on multiple occasions at the under 16s, under 18s, and under 20s along with 3v3 and uh, right now I am currently in in Florida Tech and a B2 school so mm-hmm. very good you haven't lost the accent just yet now no nah, you're never getting a little <laughs> that stays that stays um, chatting then about your underage career obviously hard not to mention um, your dad um, one of the best player, Irish players ever in the game of basketball here um, obviously that was a huge influence on your career and your, your shooting ability yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, like, obviously, growing up around him, like, he's not going to, like, he just taught me how to shoot basketball and it just kind of came natural after a while. And if I ever had any problems with it, I could always go back to him. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty handy on there, like, you know. Mm. Yeah. And your brother also plays. I'm sure there was some heated one-on-ones uh, when you are growing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom used to ref him. Because <laughs> if, if she wasn't there, he used to, he used to come to blows out in the middle of the, the driveway. <laughs> You'd be killing each other. <laughs> no, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And chatting about your, your underage career with Neptune, obviously very successful. Can you take us through those underage years? Uh, that was just, honestly, they were they were probably one of the most fun times I ever had playing basketball. Just because, like, just playing with, like, a group of guys I grew up with, like, and, like, we literally, like, we stayed together through, like, since I got there, like, under 11s, all the way to under 20, and, like, some of us played Super League together. Like, so, like, if you're doing that, like, it's, it doesn't even feel, like, really... Like you were just like working hard because we are working hard, but at the same time you're doing it with some of your best friends. Like so, like it's just mm-hmm. it was fun more than anything. We never really felt like we had to play basketball. We always wanted to go and play together and win and help. So, you know that always made it a bit better. Yeah, and as you say, with your friends and stuff, obviously nice to win with them as well. No, like, yeah, after all the yeah, years, yeah. it's class exactly. And us growing up like in the club and seeing like like we haven't been that really successful for a while, and then when we start growing up, we win a cup. The, 2013 like and, and that kind of just got us all glued and I think because seeing like the likes of Jerry Noon and now Mick McGinn, Ian McLaughlin like all out like and we're in the stands in Palace screaming and shouting like like that just if that, if that didn't want to like like that's all you that's all we spoke about like we were like cup weekend like we want to be there like we want to be playing it's such a great atmosphere yeah. and like that's just it's the best basketball you can get back home so yeah and talking about those players who did you most admire growing up Oof, that's a you put me on the spot there. Um, yeah, I've always I've always looked at Gary Walsh as kind of like a he was always there, like always like like he was great with the kids and stuff when we were younger. And uh, John Ewan as well, he's still there. He's always great, like all of them really. Like we looked up to McGinn, Mick McGinn a lot. Like he was just great to watch. Like and then not even on them teams, but seeing the likes of a side team, but didn't really play. Like he was young, the likes of Roy Downey, like going in when he was very young to play Super League. Like and we're still. Like we're watching him, he really, he's not that much older than us. Like, and you know, kind of just like, 
looking up to him a lot and seeing like what he's doing and yeah it kind of it gave us all a bit of a joy yeah exactly um you also were very successful with your school team you won uh back-to-back all-ireland titles and league finals that was with your brother as well yeah yeah well that was that was, cool. that, that was very fun as well that was different because like with that team like we just had like we came from everywhere we had Dylan Berkeley, he was from like Demons. We had Michael Lynch, he was Ballon Colleague, like and same with Dylan Cork, he was Ballon Colleague. But like we just we just played basketball and that was just fun. Like like we we barely we jo- we always joked about it because like we all had our club stuff and Francis, our coach at the time, he knew that we're not just sitting at home not playing basketball. Like he knew like the club stuff's probably gonna come first. So we rarely practiced together, but when we went out, we just kind of clicked and we had a really great time. That was fun. Yeah. And you missed uh, loads of class as well, I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Every now and then. Best Every part about school sport. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The games don't go to your first four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, chatting about your your underage Irish uh, international career, you were involved in what was the first kind of stage that you became involved in the Irish setup? So we got the it was the under fifteen developmental squad is the we go for first, and that was like they brought us out to uh, I think it was the arena or. Yeah, I think it was the arena and then we had the, the tryouts and stuff, but that was, Nabil was my first coach there and we had him up to the under 16. And like that team, that, that team was a great team as well. Like we all kind of got really close together and we still talk, like I still talk to, to Max now, he's at Pitt, like I still, James Beckham. Oh yeah, yeah. James Beckham was on that team, like he and he feel like all of them, like Scott Hannigan was there. So it was just like the, again, like we were just all having fun, like just playing basketball. But that was, that was a good, that was a good experience because it was my first time in the Europeans and like seeing the talent, like seeing the talent that there is outside of Ireland, which is a big thing that like a lot of people don't really get to experience. But when you do, like you realize like that's, there's a higher level of basketball that you, you can get to like, so. Yeah. And how did you find that level in the European championships? I loved it. I loved it. My, my first year, I was, I kind of, I wouldn't say struggle a little bit, but obviously, you know, didn't put up massive numbers, but like learn you learn so much just from just from playing there and just being in that and being in close games like we lost to Israel by by two I think on like a last second shot and and then they ended up coming second in the championship they lost to Russia so like playing against teams like that and I've seen seeing where some of them people are gone and what they're doing like you're like you you can tell what level you're at pretty easy if you belong there if you don't like yeah yeah and as you were saying if you belong there you kind of know you're kind of gauging yourself against them if mm-hmm. they're going to this level, I can kind exactly. of push on yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, um, the following year, or the when did you get involved in the under-18 team? So that was when, that was Paul Kelleher's team. So we, under the under-17 developmental squad. So I, I didn't play up a year. I, after the under-16 one, I did the 3v3 as well. My first year doing the 3v3 oh, right. with uh, Jason Killeen. So I was kind of a bit like, I was a bit tired. I was like, we just came off like winning the three cups and then going straight into that like it was like I was just tired so I was like I don't want to play up a year and yeah so I ended up I ended up doing the under 17 developmental thing with Paul and then yeah we went on to to Kosovo then with that under 18 team and that's when we ended up winning bronze yeah yeah we're going to chat about that Mm. um chatting about the the under 16 under 17 was there many from did you play with a lot of those guys on the under 18 team yeah a lot of us did go up a lot of us did go up and a lot of new faces came in as well. But uh, then again, a lot of people did leave. So James Beckham mm-hmm. went over to America. Max went over to America. So there, there were two down there. 
but then like a lot of new people stepped in like we had we had uh owen nelson stepped in like he's another big body that was huge for us like but then mm-hmm. like other than that like we were like james kinnear he he came in as well like so we kind of we we didn't replace bits but we just filled in spots that were missing with like pretty similar players so we were like it wasn't it wasn't too much of a difference but mm-hmm. obviously yeah. Different, a different team, different look. And what going into the tournament, what was the kind of goal or ambition with the with the championships? Uh, under sixteen or under eighteen? Oh, sorry, under eighteen. Sorry, under eighteen. Oh yeah. Well, when when we found out where it was and and that we actually got the mode because we didn't think we were going to at the time. I remember talking to Paul when it was close to it, and he said that like there's a chance that another team is going to drop and that we can just stay. But it ended up being that we dropped down, and when we heard that, we were like, we're just going to go win the thing. Like, like we were a very good yeah. team. Like, so we thought we thought we could have won it. Like, and we lost. We lost the close one, the Kosovo in the semi-finals, but you know, mm-hmm. still, a, still a great experience. Yeah, you still got the bronze medal. Mm-hmm. We're going to chat about that game. Uh, I think you, you all owe. Uh, was it Nathan <laughs> that hit the shot? Was yeah. it? <laughs> you all owe a few points. I absolutely, think. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. No, it was funny because like the way it happened, like he dribbled into the. He lost the ball. He turned the ball over. Oh, okay. And then they scored, and we were just like, what? Like what the hell just happened? So then, like to, to be fair to David Murray, he didn't flinch at all. David just like took the ball yeah. out of bounds, passed it to like Matt Harper. Matt Nate was just standing there in the exact same spot where he lost the ball, and he just shot things. And like the moment he let it go, I knew it. Okay, it's not okay. nice. He's great. Okay, so he made up for a mistake there. Absolutely. Thank God he made the shot. Absolutely. Yeah, you wouldn't have let him forget that. <laughs> and you were named um, one of the All Star Five of that tournament. Obviously, yeah. huge achievement. Mm-hmm. No, I, mean, I was a bit, I was a bit surprised. I think there was a couple of other people on my team that deserved them as well. Like Paul Kelly had a great tournament, and someone, someone who goes under the radar, and I say it all the time, is David Murray. Like, mm-hmm. like the work he does is so like, like people don't recognize it because it's, it's stuff that no one else wants to do, that he does for you. And like, like I always say, if I'm if I'm starting a team in the morning and I get my first pick, I'm picking him ten times out of ten. Okay. Because he's he'll do everything for you. What are those things that he does? Is it just the He's just, work, the like, he's just he's just a quiet guy who just does his does his job like like he'll 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 guard any kind like he he just plays really really hard he's a great player very good mm. chatting about that that five what are the other four players you'd pick oof like my age now or all time um your age my age see this is going to be very biased because it's just going to be straight Neptune players but <laughs> <laughs> Will allow it, will it? There's probably be alright, so myself, Connor, um Oh god. Myself, Connor, Jenks, Drummond, Murray. Okay, that's small. all Neptune. Yeah, all Neptune. All Neptune. And I'll take that you against any other five in the country. Okay, right, we'll put it out any there. Any other five in the country, yes, absolutely. But you never you know in a couple of years like you. with them you might all be back in Neptune. <laughs> um, you mentioned there the 3v3 so you did yeah. 3v3 at under 17 talk me through that Jason Clean was your uh, coach yeah Jason was yeah yeah. so that that was kind of like that was my first time ever hearing of it and like my first time ever like being introduced to it but Jason was just like so he, Jason was the assistant coach on our under 16 team to, to Nabil oh okay so then Jason kind of like he kind of got us together and he was like, if you want to play 3v3, like we're going this summer. It was very late notice. Like, I don't think we really had a lot of practice before we went. But pretty much it was me, David, okay. Murray, uh, Chris and um, James Beckham. Mm-hmm. And it was in a, it was in Latvia. And I remember we went with a, we went and when I saw it, like it was, 
like your first time seeing it's kind of weird like they just put a bas they put half a basketball court in the middle of the street like oh okay like there was just people like just walking around like you can just stop in whenever you want and that was that was very cool because like you know like it's it's a different it's a different way of playing basketball and it's a different game too like and we got to play against some some countries you wouldn't be able to play against or compete with against 5v5 like like we played like the likes of Russia we beat Russia there in that one, which is wow, yeah. Like which is which, which was pretty cool. Like like Belarus and all, and like just um, it's just fun basketball. Like it's just it's kind of like relaxed. You're just kind of just scrimmaging really, but it's it's fun. It's very fun. Yeah, um, or, or someone I was chatting to someone about it, and they yeah, said they nearly prefer three v three to five v five. It depends really for me. Like it's it depends on mood and like like I love playing basketball anyway. But then like the three v three stuff, I could play any day of the week too. That's they're both very fun. Okay. Mm. Very good. And um, we're going to chat about the, the 2018 3v3 mm. team. You originally were in the qualifiers. Talk us through the, the qualifying tournament. Uh, the one in Italy, yeah, that was that was mad. It was it was like 40 degrees outside and the, the sun was oh, beating God. on. Like, we, had a, we, had a, we had a very good tournament. James Beckham had a great tournament. He was known to stop him and we just all did our part. Like, and it was it was great. We beat, we won all our, we won some of our group games. I think when we lost to Germany, I might be wrong though. But um, okay. we we ended up then have to play a qualifier against Poland right after we played another game. Like we played the first game, and then like about two three hours later, we had to play Poland in the qualifier. And whoever won that went on to the went, yeah went through. Yeah. And like like that like like people see Ireland like kind of showing up at these places, and they're like, "How are you competing? Like like what are you doing here?" And so it's just like always oh, kind of you're the underdog, really. Like so, especially against Poland, who are yeah. a very good team, but. Yeah, we all we all played a great game that game. Like it was so close, and it came literally yeah. right down to the wire. Like, but that was very fun. Yeah, that's mm. good. Speaking of James, I I Keen could have had it as well. I they were in the highlights, I think, for that qualifying. Tournament. Yeah, they both yeah. had it in, in the same yeah. game. The, same, the same, same game. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. It's hilarious. Were, I think so, they yeah. were deadly yeah. dogs, I have to say. Yeah, Keen got. I think they both got it against both. No, they yeah. were. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Freak out. Yeah, so. that's good. Have they taught you anything? Uh, have they given you any tips? <laughs> Someone asked, "When was your first dunk?" Well, I think I was like 16, 17, probably going on, I was going on 17. Yeah, was it in the game now or was it on like an eight foot? Oh, my first, my first in one, my first in game. I, to be honest, I really don't know. I think it was, I think it was an under, under 18 game, my first year under 18. So I was like 17. Or I think I, I don't, okay. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, chatting then, the three lads again, they're all from Cork as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, we, yeah, we got a bit of slack over that because it was Paul coaching and he picked uh, he picked four court kids. So we were like, we kind of have to do something here, lads. Otherwise, otherwise we're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we did good enough, though. We were pretty solid, exactly. Yeah, well, you got through first team to qualify for the, is it the Euro Cup? Yeah. yeah. Like, is that the name? Yeah. 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 And how was that? That was that was a different level altogether. That was very cool. You were the... You were the professional true v true players there as well. So like the best players in the world, like okay. like Dusan Bullets. Like if you you probably saw him, he like puts the ball through some guy's legs and lays the ball up. Like he's like he's so cool to watch. And I'm thinking like going back to what you said, if you prefer true v true or five v five, like he's he's someone who was always the the twelfth, thirteenth man on a roster, like on a five v five roster. Okay. And then he found he found he's the best guy in the world at true v true, like so. Like he found his game, like oh, so. Okay. It's a it's a big difference in the way you play it, but like I, I just enjoy playing all of them. But yeah, the the Euro the Euro Cup was kind of cool. We got to play France and uh, Russia, and we lost to we lost to them.
Yeah. Yeah, there was obviously a big crowd. No, yeah, it was it was packed. Yeah, it was packed. And what was what were those players like? What was the level like of those the fr- French and Russians? Oh, the Russians were just they all they're all built the same. They look like clones. Like, they're all just <laughs> big stocky guys. Like I was just like looking at them like God Almighty. But no, it was it was fun. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. And the, the French guys, they were just basketball players. They were just good basketball players. Like we 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 gave them both we gave them both a game, but you know obviously we didn't we didn't win. Yeah. Yeah, and have you kept in touch? Would you keep in touch with any of the lads on the the other international teams from the European Championships or anything? Uh, more more so from the five v five. There's a like you every now and then, like the last night is always when like teams kind of get to relax because everything's over and you leave in the morning. So just when you kind of like go out okay. and like you meet other people on other teams. So like you know, follow some of them on Instagram, but I wouldn't. Keep, you just right, know okay. what they're doing, kind of just seeing them. Around. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. You don't want to get too friendly because you might play against. Nah, them. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> And during those the European Championships and the three v three, who was your toughest opponent? Can you pick somebody out? Um, the three v three. The three v three was probably was probably Russia, to be honest. The and the under eighteen one and the. Do you mean the under eighteen five v five yards as well? Before. Yeah, if you have somebody from there, you you have in mind. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, like. Certain players, I don't really remember their names, but I remember Kosovo were pretty good. They were just, they were very big. Like that's where that's what killed us. Okay, their their height. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were they were huge. Uh, about those European Championships, what was the best moment off the court? I'm interested to hear what are the celebrations like. After the after we won the the bronze. Yeah. There was there wasn't really a lot. We were all honestly wrecked, like like just done. Okay. Just done and then, like we got we got back pretty late, so we kind of just all. Kind of just spent the night together, just by ourselves, like in like other teams yeah, who came around relax. and stuff. Yeah, we were just relaxing and stuff, so we didn't really do much. That's yeah. good. Yeah, these were probably wrecked from. It was it very warm in Kosovo at the it time? It was. Yeah, there was there was a lot. Of, there was some heat there, like but we didn't really go out that much. Like we had two off days with our parents. I think we spent one of them by the pool. Like, oh, okay. It right. Was, it, it was hot, like but it wasn't that hot. Yeah. Okay, very good. So then you came home and you did another year of Super League before you went to the states. Talk yeah. me through that year. Yeah. Um, and kind of when did you kind of decide you wanted to go to prep school so I, I kind of always knew I was going to do do prep school okay. so like that that Super League season was kind of just to like get tape together because I had stuff in the yours and just kind of send it to schools and prep schools around the place but like I always kind of knew it was going to be a prep school I was going to go to prep school there. Okay. so like that that Super League season was actually kind of fun too as well that was my first time playing Super League so because we were Division 1 the year before and we got when we got promoted we it was the first year there but that was yeah, that was fun. I remember finding out in Kosovo that uh that Lamont was gonna be playing with us. Oh deadly, yeah. Like like before we left before we left home, I found out Lamont was gonna be playing with us. So yeah. I was excited for that too because seeing him with them like he's a he was a beast, like so I was looking forward to that and like but that that season was fun. There was there was ups and downs like but we were very young. Like you and myself, Keen and David, yeah. we played a lot of minutes for Okay. For like for a super league team, like we're we were under twenty, like under eighteenth time, so Okay. Know. And did you get to play with um, those? You you were naming a couple of people earlier. Was there any of the players you got to yeah, play with in Neptune yeah. that you would have looked um, up to? So I, I I remember there's a there's a picture of myself, Gary Walsh, and Joe Noonan holding the cup. I'm I'm like 13 in the picture. I think I got blue paint all over my face, and we're holding a national cup in the arena, and we and we got we got promoted. And I just remember looking at it like I was like, that's mad that I watched them win a cup, and now I get to play with them. Like like that was that that's was really ass. cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool to look at. Yeah, that's mm. it. Um, so then you would you email the teams then 
the the footage for a prep yeah. school. Yeah, so you just like you like my dad my dad did a lot of it for me because I was traveling with the with the Irish team during the summer and then like school and kind of like super league season, like we didn't I didn't like he did a lot of it helped me putting it out there and stuff. But uh Yeah. But yeah, we just kinda of put it out there and then someone got in touch with Coach Keo and Winchenden and he ended up calling and then it was kind of just it happened kind of quick. We just decided like that he seems like a great guy, which he is and we said we we go we yeah. go that route. Okay, very good. And did you get to go over to visit before you went, or was it just kind of going over? And no, yeah, I just I, like my first time. My first time seeing the place was when I got there the first day. Yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. what what's it like over there? What's the school like? It's it's very remote. Like there's not a lot around, but it's oh really? It's yeah. It's like a nice. It's like a nice little town. I just couldn't. I couldn't handle the snow when it started snowing. That was the. I was a bit. Was it me. really cold? Yeah, it got, yeah. It got to like it, it'd be up to like your hip. And you'd be trying to get to class at eight AM, and you're just like, "This is not it." Like, oh my yeah. god! Yeah, it was not Jesus. fun. That's worse than here. Like, yeah, like where weather, exactly. our weather is bad, as yeah, you were saying. Yeah, yeah. And what what was your kind of when you started off with the basketball team? What was that like? Was it? A, how did you find the level and the competition? That was a. It was a bit different. Like coming from the Super League, like yeah, we can play. I need to play on the play. We play fast. Play a half court game. But like I found out, like the moment I got here, they don't do that. And so. It was fun. It was a it was a more athletic game, but like I enjoyed it because, like you know, it was it was different again. Like it's different from what you get back home, and it's different from what you get playing against. They're athletes, and they just they just want to run. Like they just play basketball, and a bit different than we do. Still fun though. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah and did you have a shot clock over there? Because I know certain states. Yeah, don't. we did. We did. Yeah, we were we were playing double A, so double A required a shot clock. Thank God, because okay. like, that would have yeah. been terrible. I was, I was watching, you see some of the games on YouTube. You're like, oh my god, they're just running the Literally, clock. It's not enjoyable. They just dribble the ball for the last five minutes of the game. I'm like, you might as well just, you might as well just call it. Get, you might as well just blow the whistle. Like, does everyone go home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what was that um, schedule like in terms of training, gym classes in Winchin? Yeah, it was. See, Winchin is Winchin was like a it was a boarding school for normal high school kids as well. So like, it was kind oh, of okay. strict. It was kind of strict with the fact they had you go to morning meeting at like 7 a.m. Then you go straight to your classes and then like certain times to eat, like then you won't be open and then you got to go straight to practice. And then after practice, you have study hall that starts later that night and then lights out. So like it was, right. it was kind of very routine, but, but at the same time, it kind of got me, it kind of got me like, it taught me how to do, how to handle schoolwork on basketball at the same time. Because like, yeah, that's, okay. that's one thing that's kind of underrated, especially when you get to college, like not a lot of people talk about it, like how much, time like time management is key like like you have to be able to get your work done and still be at practice like and like okay. it's it's so it's a lot tougher than people think yeah so that year really helped you then kind of get ready for for college very no yeah yeah okay. it did. It did, yeah yeah for school too, yeah. and what was um you had three i was looking online I, I don't know if i had this right but you had three offers florida tech spring hill St. Michael's and you had someone's I think Seamus your coach said you had D1 interest talk yeah. us through the recruiting process and how kind of teams reach out and get in touch and I know Billy Mims your coach now would have gone to to see you in yeah. the school yeah so the way that works is like we used to have a thing called open gym so our coach okay. coach Keo and the rest of our coaching staff would reach out to schools and be like we've open gym like, like come see and then they'd pretty much just come up like schools would come up just sit down and watch a scrimmage and if they liked okay. what they saw they'd come up and they'd either say look i'm interested can i get your phone number or 
if they're really really interested they just offer you on the spot so okay there's like that, that's really how it worked and like a coach could come like on any really given day like i remember one day we were we were like about to start a normal practice and coach keo came in with a uh, with coach bose who coaches at ohio university now where one of my teammates ended up going and uh yeah and he just like said we're not going to practice we're just going to scrimmage so like they, they want to see you play they don't want to see you run through drills but when a coach yeah. came we knew we were playing like so right okay so you knew when to turn up the dial yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. very good. Ed, who was your teammates? Were there many that went Division One or kind of got to the college level so, from that team? Uh, there's Sam Towns, he's at Ohio University, and then there's Jay Rogers, he's at New Orleans University, and then uh, yeah, and then there's Dex, he's going to uh, D Tree School in Rhode Island, and then Justin's at the Navy Navy Academy, I think. Okay, uh, very good. So obviously, strong team. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty good. Yeah, and how did you get on that season? Uh, we lost in the quarterfinals of the double A, so it was oh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We actually lost yeah. to St Andrews, where Derek Keneally's going now. The kid from oh, okay. from Perry, yeah. Because yeah, I, I remember he, after he, yeah, he, he's in he's in like Boston kind of area. Oh, very good. Where I remember when when we were playing and their coach was their coach was asking me about him, and I was just like, how, oh, like, okay. how he's like he's coming next year, and I was like, oh, that's it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like, because CJ Fulton ended up in Winchin and. And he's down there. Yeah, like, so, I was going to say. Yeah, they're going to play each other yeah. eventually. So that's mad. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, this, and did you did you get to see or or match up against anyone that you knew? Uh, no, from I Ireland? didn't. I didn't get to play against anyone from Ireland, but I saw Nate. Nate played. Nate was at a press. Oh yeah. Well, we were at a like a little tournament thing, and I saw him there. So that, that was cool to see him, just to see like a, a familiar face around there. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of taste at home because uh, it's obviously hard to be yeah, so far yeah. away and with everything going on. But we're going to chat about, yeah. um, I was reading that article that I was chatting to you about, but take us through March, the mad month that everyone went oh. through. But you were sitting in um, sc- and you were sitting in school uh, and the place was, you were told that they're closing down. What yeah. kind of went through your mind and take us through the steps that happened after that? Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a weird one like because... I went, I just went home for Christmas. So I just kind of, like we were just coming back to school and I just kind of, I just got okay. into school, like back up to Winchin and in there, and there was all this talk around and stuff and that like, it's in China. Like we have a lot of, we have a lot of uh, Asians and a lot of Asian people in Winchin, like a lot of Asian people go to Winchin. Okay. So, so our kind of worry, like the school's worry was that they're coming part of the world, coming back to school. Like, so we didn't really know if we're going to, start back was kind of up in the air uh, a lot of them oh, didn't okay. end up getting back in not a lot of people at school and then eventually got to the point where like they were like yeah we gotta work the school like we're not we're stopping school like it's getting very bad to the point where i had family down in well i call them family it's my next door neighbor mrs Norrissey. she like she was like a grandmother me and my me and my brother growing up like and her daughter and like her nephews are all down in Boston so I was enough to be able to go and have a place to stay as long as you want like and and they too like they're his daughters over there as well uh Ryan and uh Ryan and Daniel like I stayed with them for a while too and it was just it was I was lucky enough to have that because I was kind of stranded like the school told us we had to move out like so oh god and then it got to the point where they they were saying they're going to stop flights out of the U.S. so my, oh, we started that, freaking yeah. out. We started freaking out about what am I going to do? My brother can't get home. I can't get home. And then that's when my brother's teammates, like my brother, then my brother got told he can't, he has to leave campus within like a day. 
to heat the pack of all his stuff and leave. So then, yeah, we ended up, thanks to, to the Ziegler family, down in... Uh, Hi there, I just said I'd interrupt as we experienced some technical difficulties while recording the episode. Just a quick reminder that we are speaking to Daryl Sullivan of the Florida Tech men's basketball team. If you are interested in keeping up to date with Daryl's season, be sure to go check out floridatechsports.com to keep up with the latest schedule and team news. Now, back to the episode. You were just saying you, um, your brother was told he had to leave campus in a day and his teammates' family took his in. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They were lovely. So Ken and Jennifer, like they, they both stayed and like treated us like family. We were there for I think nearly eight weeks. Like they just treated us like like they were own. Like we had a we had a room. Me and my brother shared a room. Yeah, which was which was uh, that was an experience. <laughs> something, I'd say something that was, we haven't done well. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I put. But no, like it was just a really great time. That's good. And but you had like something. To, you had exams or something. Was that the SATs or something before you went? Uh that yeah. I took the SATs before I went down, and that's the reason I was still in law. Oh, okay, right. Okay. And that was so I had to go back up to Winchin. Yeah. So that was a that was a bit of a mess, kind of trying to get up there and then get back down and fly out. Like, okay. but you know, I like like coaches helped me get from place to place and dropped me off at airports and brought me to trains and stuff. Yeah, so. Yeah. Like people looking after me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Because otherwise you would have been sort of stranded, like no flights coming home and you would have been kind of stuck. Exactly, yeah. No. And yeah. you were saying, so um, you flew you flew from Boston to uh, down to the to your, to your Connor's teammates' family? Yeah, in Tennessee, yeah. And what was that summer like? What was the eight weeks like? Did you just play much basketball or anything? Uh, yeah, we were lucky enough that he had a family friend who... Uh, who had like a basketball gym like in his oh, house brilliant. it was it was class it was like like and like yeah some of the eighth worked out there like Darius Garling and Robert Covington and stuff Daddy. so like we were still able to get like workouts in and still able to work out because I know that's probably like one huge thing for people back home yeah. like if I if I was back home now and I couldn't work out like I'd be going off the wall yeah that's the thing I think people at the moment mm-hmm. like I had Adrian O'Sullivan on last week that'll be going up that episode will be going up yeah. this week or next week but he was yeah. saying like he ch- was training with the Ballon lads and he got to go to Spain, but all of them just went home. And he was like, "I'll be banging my head yeah, off the wall yeah. if I was sitting there." Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. No, nah, I wouldn't give the director any crazy. And then, when did you fly out to Florida? Did you you spent eight weeks, and then you went to Florida, was so, it? Yeah, I was in a no. I so I spent the I spent the while up there in Tennessee, and then we ended up going down to Alabama. Oh, cool. Me and me and Connor went down to Alabama because that's where he he goes to school at BSC. So we went down there, and his his coach offered us a offered us his he had a spare apartment so we we took that and we lived there for we lived there till i left in august but like it was that was great like we had a we had a gym right across the road it's like a church gym where we could work out perfect and then uh like we we had uh we had connor's college as well if we wanted to go there every now and then and then like his coach his coach and his, and his family took care of us as well like Brilliant. yeah that was another great experience being in alabama so like yeah and what did you practice um in the gym before you went to to florida what were you working on? It was it was more of just kind of like staying in shape and just kind of like staying in the gym, like lifting wise. Okay. Because over the lockdown, like you know, there was like we had we had some weights, and Evan had a Evan the cigars. They had a little bit of a gym down in their basement, but kind of just getting back into the routine of like lifting and playing basketball mm-hmm. two to three times mm-hmm. a day, and just kind of just 
just keeping care of myself. Yeah. yeah, I'm interested to hear. I was chatting to Adrian a bit about it, but particularly for younger players or people who maybe don't have the knowledge or the access, what kind of lifts are you doing, mm-hmm. strength and conditioning wise? Uh, usually it's like full body. Okay. Like just I kind of do a bit of everything, but like it's just like they give us. Connor had a Connor had a program through BSC that he had, and then I ended up getting one from Florida Tech as well. So okay. we were just like just kind of staying with that. But a lot of the stuff we do here in in school now is like it's it's all full body stuff. Like and you get your lower body right as well, and then a, co- a lot of core as okay. well. So you just it's it's a lot of just everything. Really. Yeah, it's not specific to one thing or one or two no, things. No, no, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. And no, like you don't just go into the gym and do a bunch of curls. Like you have to, <laughs> you have to, you have to work on some other stuff. There's definitely people people listening there. They're like, oh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what what made you decide Florida Tech? Uh, obviously, your um, Biddy Mims would have coached your dad. But what was kind of mm-hmm. the main reasons for going? I know the weather obviously would have had a bit of an impact there. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, coming coming from the snow to the sun was a was a great decision. But um. Now the the biggest thing for me was the competition we're playing against. Like this is a great conference, and like they compete every year. Like and it's not very easy to win in, but I like playing against playing against the best competition mm-hmm. I can play against is something that I look for. Like whenever I play basketball, so mm-hmm. I, I think that's found here. And um, we were talking there about your season, and up until now it wasn't confirmed. What was that like? And someone had a question in. I think it was Izzy oh, yeah. wanted to know. Or Kira, sorry. How do you keep motiv- How did you keep motivated, and how did the team keep motivated when you didn't know about your season? Yeah, that was a that was a bit annoying because they they kept coming back saying that they're gonna have a day for us and they're gonna all this need. They kept pushing it down and like just kept kind of shoving it aside to the point where like our coach actually put together something like that other coaches signed and they handed it to the president saying like we want to play. So that's when they confirmed February February third. So kind of just like the motivation was just like it was we it was never told no like we never told we're not playing. So it was just keeping ready because okay. like we if we got told like 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 we did we got told with two weeks notice is confirmed that we're playing like so you just gotta be ready to go play. And honestly playing against like all we we just used to play against each other like because that's all we had like we didn't we couldn't like we couldn't go get out of conference games or nothing. So we'd scrimmage like a lot during the week and just like. Just being competitive in general, like a lot of us just competing against each other was always fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. And how did you find the competition level going from, uh, even if we go all the way back to sort of Super League prep and now college? What was that competition level like in practice? Like you were saying with the scrimmages. Yeah, I I think the at the college level it kind of uh, it kind of has a bit of it all, like a bit of the Super League and a bit of the prep school, where like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we can run, but we can also do the half court stuff. Like you know, you you got to be able to do both, and and like that's that's like a big difference. Knowing when to knowing when you need to speed it up and knowing when you need to slow down and and kind of take your time. Like, but yeah, that's that and just the physicality of it. Like, like some of these guys are huge. Like, yeah, okay. So just like we have being able to being able to like use your body and knowing. Okay, right. And is it? I was looking at the roster. And um, it's quite an international team. There's a couple yeah. of lads from Europe and stuff. Yeah, so we got we got two lads from we got two lads from England, uh, one from Hungary, one from Greece, one from Australia, and then another one was okay. born in Italy. So we, yeah, we, we kind of joke and say we're like the mixed nations, like we're just kind of split right down the middle. We got we got half we got half the world versus uh, versus versus the Americans, like. Uh, 
And what's the, the training schedule like uh, in terms of college? Like if Monday to Sunday, can you take us through your sort of schedule with practices and gym? Oh, what, it, what it used to be was uh, it's changing now that we're going into season because like the games and stuff are going to be fitting. Mm-hmm. What it used to be was you practice Monday. You practice Monday for like two, two and a half hours. Then we lift Tuesday morning at like 6 a.m., 6, 7 a.m. Okay. Then you practice that day. Then Wednesday, same thing, you practice two, three hours. Then Thursday, we just lifted in the morning, 6 a.m. And then we did we had that day off. Like we didn't practice. That was our kind of off day. We just had a lift. Friday was the same. You practice, and then Saturday we practice, and then Sunday we scrimmaged. But that was okay. that was like kind of preseason coming up to when we still didn't know what was going on, so we were just getting as much work in as we could. Like, but now, now with the season coming, we're gonna have Mondays off because we play on Wednesday, and then like Thursday, Friday you you'll be practicing because you have games Saturday, Sunday, and then back to right back, back to it. So okay. yeah, yeah. So it is. It's very condensed then with the games coming up. No, yeah, it is. We have to play fifteen games in five weeks. So, oh my god! Yeah, to be yeah, to be geez. eligible to make the tournament or yeah, to make the NCAA tournament. You've right, got the games okay. In, so. Yeah, and I saw from the the Instagram for the team. You are all practicing in masks. How have you found found uh, training with the masks on? At the, at the start, it was very annoying because, like, you don't like we weren't used to the mask anyway. But now it's just got to the point where it's just second nature to kind of have it on when you're practicing. Like, but we always have to be reminded to keep it above the nose and stuff. But that's just oh, stop. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's so annoying. But like, yeah, it's I I prefer we're not going to play in them, thank God. But yeah, definitely prefer not wearing. Not yeah, the, uh, yeah, they're the same with everyone, even here. Like, it's yeah. obviously we have to do it, but it's just it's hard. Like, it's annoying. Yeah, yeah. And with with it being your freshman season, I'm interested to hear. Do you have any uh, rookie duties or anything to do? Nah, nah, none of that. None of that. None of that. No. None of that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Thank God, sends you. <laughs> That's not working. <laughs> um, and then kind of looking back, I meant to say uh, about the underage career, you would have captained mm-hmm. the Irish team up all the way obviously that's that's yeah. huge to captain your country no that was a great honor honestly i i didn't like the first time it came around with with coach Nabil, i really wasn't expecting it but like yeah. like the key kind of before we went to we had a challenge game in leicester before we before we headed off for the euros and and he called me and Maturini aside and he said look you're you, i want you to be co-captains and i was just like that's probably just for that weekend and then it's over like i didn't it didn't really like click with me and then we yeah. got to the yours. I was still doing the same thing. So like that was it was it was it was a great honor, honestly, because like it's not just like just being like I don't know. It was nice like getting the dependence and stuff. Like it's just like having them as yeah. like memories. Because to be honest, I think my mom gave away all my jerseys. I had one left, so <laughs> the dependence have to stay in my room. That's that's the only right, reason. Okay. We, yeah. So you don't have um? Do you have any like Irish flags or anything remind you at home? No, I have one right here in front of me. Right oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. But no jerseys, thanks to your mom. <laughs> no, I I kept one. I kept one. She didn't okay, get one yeah. of them. She cousins have um, They're all over the place. And looking back, um, kind of reflecting back, how much does this mean to you and to your family? Kind of, you were saying like getting to captain your country, getting to the states. You're on a scholarship. Like, is this the dream? Like, if if we could go back in time to when you were eleven years old, falling in love with basketball, would this be the dream? Yeah, honestly, when I was that young, I didn't really think about going to college or anything because I didn't really see anybody do it. Like, I didn't know, okay. like, I just I just knew Neptune. Like, I didn't see the likes of 
like I know Jason's old now, but he's <laughs> went, like when Jason came over to America and he did it, like I didn't really, I didn't know what was going on. Like I didn't, like I didn't really pay attention to it. But when I got to the point, like, like my, my goal was always like, our goal as kids was just to win cups for Neptune. Like, like that's all we wanted to do. Yeah. Like just win a national cup for Neptune. Like as, as, as a Super League team. And then uh, it got to the point where you saw like the likes of Roy Downey head away and you saw Jordan Blum go away and do his thing. Like, and then that kind of said like, look, you can play basketball outside of here. Like, like there's, there's you can yeah. get an edu- you can get an education through it, which was something that I think all of us really wanted. And, and a lot of us did it, so it was again, it was just following the first step. Really. Yeah, so kind of seeing them, kind of paving the way, mm-hmm. gave you that idea, and now you're paving the way for the next generation. Like yeah. I know Eli mm-hmm. Lenahan, Sean McCarthy yeah. are now playing yeah. prep they're looking yeah. at you and like geez if they're doing it I can do it mm-hmm. exactly yeah yeah um, Izzy asked how do you deal with missing family members when you're abroad uh, I presume you're on FaceTime most days with them uh, yeah yeah I, I look, my dad works night shift back home so I can ring staying in contact with like, like FaceTime helps a lot like, okay. like FaceTime yeah. it's just like because it's like you just get to talk and it's kind of like you're, you're there with them but at the same time I do miss him. I do miss him a lot, yeah. Yeah. Outside of family and friends, which is the obvious answer, is there anything particular you miss from home? Um, the food, honestly. The food. Really? They don't, yeah. yeah. Their, their fast food over here is awful. Like, I would, I'd love a chipper or something. Just going through a chipper and getting a bag of chips and just, just sitting outside the propanol or something. Just, like, you know, tasty snacks okay. across the road. Yeah, I'd, I'd kill someone for bag of them. Yeah, I've been to America a few times. I have to say, I'm a fan of um, In and Out and Chipotle. Are you, you know, like that, no? <laughs> Chipotle, yeah, Chipotle, but yeah. I, I think I think I overdid it. I think I overdid it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you had too, too many coming yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, too much of it. <laughs> Very good. And looking forward, then, um, what's the sort of what's the goal? Where, where do you kind of see yourself in ten years? Which I know is a tough question at such a young age. Yeah, hopefully still playing basketball at some level. I don't want to play till till I can't, but uh, I really don't know. Like, hopefully, I I'm I'm looking to see if I can continue to play in, like as a job after I'm done school. But then we have, mm-hmm. I have five more years here, so sorry, four more years here. So you know, mm-hmm. it's a we have a lot to look forward to here before we even look that forward. And chatting about those four years, do you have any particular goals, kind of during your college career? Yeah, there's a. I, we're looking to obviously win championships like in I, I think we as a team around us now to the point where we can compete this year and hopefully mm-hmm. win that's a that's a big goal for myself that's the goal okay very mm-hmm. good so we're going to move on to the sideline seven so it's the same seven questions for every single guest we'll take it as thought-provoking or fire end it's up to yourself uh question one what is your favorite quote oh um like ever yeah, I, I don't oh, know. God, but I you don't can know. pick. You can pick anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Charles Barkley said, uh, "When you're not practicing, someone else is getting better." Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I haven't heard that one yet. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Um, best sporting event you've been to, and that can be as a player or as a fan. Um, there has to be when we won the last time we won the national cup of Super League. That was uh, fast. for the Neptune. Yeah. Yeah, when Neptune won it. Yeah. Were you, you were saying you were 13. I think, yeah, I, I remember because the next day I couldn't stay because everyone else stayed in, stayed in uh, 
stayed in Dublin that night. So I remember I had my entrance exam for secondary school the next day. Oh, no. So I literally had to, like, get in the car with my mom and drive down. I'm, I'm sure I sat the entrance exam with, with a bit of blue paint still on me, like. Like the, were, the you, happy one. were you covered in blue paint? Was it? Was this like it? Did yeah, everyone do yeah, this, or were a, you just by yourself? <laughs> no, 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 no. Everyone did it. Yeah, we all did it. We were covered in it. There was, yeah, a lot of us were like all of us just standing up there, covered in blue paint, just jumping. It was mad. Screaming your heads off, I say as well. Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, well, fingers crossed, you can obviously win the cup with the lads in a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. biggest setback or challenge so far in your career? Um, I've really had a lot of like major, like huge setbacks, but well, the one, the one one I did have is I broke my hand my first year playing division division one back home, and I missed a couple of weeks down the stretch of the season, and okay. that kind of annoyed me because it's my own my own fault I broke it. Like, but it's just kind of like seeing like just seeing them play, and then I, I got back for the last game in Waterford, and I was there, I was on the court when we got promoted, like which is cool, but. Yeah, just that was probably one of the biggest ones I had. You missed a good chunk of that kind of latter part of the season. Yeah, then? yeah, kind of the, okay. the last bit of it. Yeah, I missed a big bit of that. Yeah, how did you break it? Were you playing basketball? Yeah, it was against it was stupid. It was against the Calor Calorgan down there in Calorgan, and and the Paul must have took me out for something I didn't do because I ended up punching the floor and oh right, it, okay, I broke, the, I broke a bit of my hand there. So I I blame right. Paul, but. You know, he might have he might have something else to say about it. I'll clip this out and send it to him and see what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, kinda of on the flip side then, what's your biggest achievement on or off the court? Uh biggest one on the court is uh, my probably the the bronze medal we won in Kosovo. Okay. That was that was just that was that was very cool to do. And uh my biggest one this one off the court, um, <laughs> I don't do a lot of basketball. Uh, one, 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 one cool thing my, my school did for me is they they actually hung up one of my jerseys in the in the school on the wall. So oh, a, uh, yeah, so Adrian and uh, Adrian's up there, and like King Kieran's up there as well. Yeah, so that that was cool. Deadly. That's where one of your mom. That's one of the jerseys your mom sent around, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So my mom gave away. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice though to be able to kind of if you ever go back, obviously kind of have exactly, a yeah, bit of a legacy. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, that's silly. Um, advice to your eighteen-year-old self that can be in a basketball or non-basketball context. Um, in basketball, is just remember to have fun with it because you don't know how long you're gonna be playing it for. Like I've like seen people just get injured and you know like you never know if they can bounce the ball again or God forbid something else happens and. You don't know when you're gonna play last, like so. Might as well have fun with it. Yeah, that's one that kind of keeps coming up, directly and indirectly. Kind of keeping that, like enjoyment part, because mm-hmm. when you get to the higher levels, obviously the training gets harder, but it's nearly harder to enjoy it because you're so busy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like when I'm young, like just literally, like like I said, playing with playing with some of your best friends, like, like yeah. if you're not enjoying it, then there's no point in doing it really. Yeah. Question. I'm just looking at my list. I forgot to ask you was. Before you went to the States and chatting about kind of enjoying it, did you work much on your game outside of training and practice? Like, would you go down for extra shots during the Oh, week? yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, we, we all lived in there. Like, that, that same group of lads I was talking about, we all lived in there. Like, most mornings, like, on the weekends, we'd, we'd go in and shoot around if we weren't playing and, like, just constantly being in there. And someone who I always used to 
used to bug and annoyed to come down and open it for me was Paul. Like I like he was always there. Like if I text him, he's like, Can we work out? He's like, Yeah, I'll be there in like a half an hour. Come down and open the gym yeah. and we get we get working for like an hour, hour and a bit, like but like whoever really wanted to go, like we were always working and just just playing basketball again just having fun like, like we just ended up playing like yeah it's all we really know what, what to do like yeah yeah because that's something that someone um someone was mentioning about kind of when you want to get to the next level it, in ireland you train two or three days a week but you have exactly. to get out yourself exactly, and yeah, do yeah. get shots up and mm-hmm. have someone and like we were, to. exactly yeah like, like we were lucky to the point where we had neptune like that's our that's our stadium so like we like we had the luxury of that like like i know a lot of teams in our country don't don't have that so that was another huge part of it like we were just lucky to have it yeah that's that's another podcast in itself that'd be yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah um dream dinner guest and why and you can pick a few for this one okay so one is margot robbie and that doesn't really need an explanation i don't think and number two is dave chappelle that guy's hilarious and uh Number three, my man. I haven't seen her in a while. Oh, that's lovely. I haven't, I haven't seen my mom in over a year. That's nice. That's nice. She'll she be delighted now if she's listening. <laughs> um, final question before I let you go. If your life was a book, what chapter would this be called? Um, gosh. Uh, a new beginning. Go there. New beginning. Okay, so we, we have big things now to expect from you. Absolutely, absolutely. Dr. Ara, thank you so much for your time. Uh, best of luck no, with the season. You. And we'll definitely be keeping an eye on you. I'll be throwing up games and stuff over on Twitter. Uh, but thank you so much and keep driving on the next generation of Irish kids uh, who want to play basketball. Thanks, Amelia. Daddy, thanks, Ara. Thank you. A massive thank you to Dara for coming on today. I thoroughly enjoyed that episode and I hope you did too. He is a fantastic player with a very bright future ahead of himself and I just want to wish him the very best of luck. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you did enjoy the episode, be sure to leave a rating and a review. If you are interested in starting up your own podcast, be sure to get in touch with the Primal Productions team over on Instagram at Primal Pro.